Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It's eight minutes after the hour. Uh, studio is full. Uh, State Representative Cherie Tolson Reich is with us. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. Thanks for having me. Oh, glad to have you on board. Um, we've uh, also got Larry Wayland on board from Modern Arms. Over at the Brown Station location. Good morning, Gary. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. And if that's not enough, Larry Gilbert is on board. How is about Joe? Joe, I'm sorry. Is Joe Gilbert here too? Yeah, we got Joe, Joe Gilbert in studio. Larry Gilbert. Joe and Larry Gilbert. That's yes. awesome. Gary's just uh, enamored with all the guns <laughs> on the table. And his other brother, Larry, too. I think he's feeling dizzy. I'm not sure. Hanson, can you fill in? Uh, anyway, he's got a group called Action Tactical. And um, you know, I'm, I'm at your website right now, and that's uh, on a different post here. Wait a minute. Let me get to it. Yeah, a big thing coming up is a uh, women's only enhanced defensive pistol class coming up on uh, September 28th, and it's uh, it's 12 hours. It is a fantastic time. It's actiontac.com. Action T A C actiontac.com. Uh, what qualifies you to teach a course like this? Well, I've spent a decade and a half working undercover surveillance. Then I've been teaching NRA type pistol classes since 1999, and for the past Five years, I've been training with Masad Ayub, John Farnham, uh, Tom Givens, the nation's top, most recognized uh, police and civilian trainers. I'm actually one of John Farnham's staff instructors, so you're in good hands, and uh, we teach things. We, we develop core competencies, simple competencies, nothing fancy, nothing on TV. It's just the stuff you need to save your life. I guess you know a little bit about it. I, yeah, I'd say that's, uh, I'd say that's, that's qualified. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that works. That makes it. A 12-hour class. You're going to do some, um, it seems like a long time. Tell me what goes on there. So the first part, there in the morning, we talk about things that uh, we can't talk about on the air, but it's information not generally shared with the public. And, um, and And it's, it's critical today because if you use your gun in self-defense today, everybody sees a gun and they panic. So in today's climate, it's very important to understand how to manage witnesses, how to make sure that they know what they saw, because people are, are afraid. They typically respond to a noise. They don't respond to what's going on. So how do the, you get the witnesses to understand what they saw? So getting the witnesses on your side without saying, when the police get here, you have to say this. <laughs> There's, there are things that we do to make yeah. sure everyone understands we're the good person. Nice. And, and that's covered during the first half. Then we go into all the normal drawing, shooting from concealment. This is a 360-degree live range. Nice. You're going to be wow. drawing, moving, shooting next to people, engaging multiple threats. And then after the dinner break... We come back and the sun starts setting. Not only is it romantic, but it's it's exhilarating. I think there is not. I'm just going to just tell you right now, Joe. There is not a situation in the world where you and I would be together in the evening and it would be romantic. I don't oh, know. Seeing the fire come out the muzzle of your gun That's at night right. could be romantic for some people. <laughs> but it's something that if you don't experience, you don't want to experience this the first time under duress. So understanding how to operate a flashlight. Turn it off before you move. Understanding the muzzle flash that you're going to see, you know, which is going to uh, hurt your night, your night vision. All these things we do, and we're going to shoot enough rounds that when you leave that class, actually, it's a money-back guarantee. If you don't think that you got your money's worth, I'll give your money back. Boy. That's standing well, behind your product. I love it. That is. Yeah. Really, yep. that is. So um, we encourage everyone. You can sign up at actiontech.com. And uh, if you've got any questions, email me. Or and you're doing a, a ladies-only class, did you say? That's women's only. They've, we've got a few physicians in it um, scheduled, and uh, one of our uh, local chapter, a girl on a gun, ladies, will be there for sure. And hopefully many more people will be there. Maybe wow. even Charisse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, you are shooting in an event. 
Yes. Yeah, so tomorrow, the uh, CPOA Foundation Beautiful. is holding um, their annual fundraiser out at Green Valley Rifle and Pistol Club. One of my favorite places to shoot. So we have a team made up of uh, myself, Representative Chuck Basie, Representative Sarah Walsh, and Don Waterman. So we're looking forward to help. Uh, th- what this does is it helps raise funds for their foundation, and they help either families of officers down. Uh, right now, there's an officer uh, with a premature baby in the hospital. And the really cool thing is um, they not only provide uh, life insurance for CPD officers, but the Boone County Sheriff's deputies and um, the police officers of Ashland, Hallsville, Centralia, and Sturgeon. So wow, it's kind of growing, isn't That's it? That's awesome. Yeah, that and um, A.W. A. Smith's a huge sponsor of that event. He's, yes, he he's is. helped put that on since it began. This will be the the third annual uh, CPOA um, competition, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, this will be the, I, I've shot in the, the first two of them. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. It's so my first. We're gonna have time some fun. So are you guys com- competing? Against each other, or are you on the same team? We are not. We no. are not on on the same team. No, no. We've got our got our own little modern arms team that's going to come in. I don't know how many teams are there. We'll be ranked somewhere in there, um, probably near the bell curve of of the of the event. <laughs> it's, 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 it is my goal, you know. <laughs> but it, it'll be a fun time, and uh, looking forward to it. So, can uh, people like me go out there and watch? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Spectators bring, are, are encouraged and I welcome. Bring your ear protection with you. Yeah. Bring your absolutely. ears and eyes. It's going to get started early. I think our shooters meeting's at uh, 8 o'clock. 7.30. 7.30. It yeah, starts see? at 8. <laughs> it's going to be, be late. 7.30, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I might be late. Uh, no, I'll be on time. I'll be on time. And they're going to have food for lunch after we're, we're done. Sweet. All right. It'll and good time. Uh, Larry brought in some terrific firearms. We'll talk about those. One of these uh, that I'm looking at now, I'm just really jonesing over. Uh, because the price is incredible, but we'll get to that a little later in the program. Uh, you've got a rifle raffle going on at we Modern do. Arms. We do. We we've got a rifle raffle um, at Modern Arms at Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. Uh, say it again. I say uh, you've got a, a rifle raffle going on at Modern Arms Brown Station location. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Um, yes, we do. We're helping the Columbia Professional Firefighters Local 1055. Um, this will be our third annual, starting uh, Jan- the first Friday in January. The 2020 uh, drawings will start. Um, we have uh, we're still doing the drawings every Friday at noon. We do them live on Facebook. Every other week, we give away a gun. Yesterday at noon, we gave away a Mossberg 20 gauge youth shotgun. Next week, it is a range finder, digital range finder. So every other week, it's a gun. Every week, we give away a prize, raising money for the Columbia Professional Firefighters Local 1055. You can you can buy tickets now for the January drawing. Uh, it'll run all year long, 2020. Tickets are $50. It's a, it's a big ask, but that puts you in 52 weekly drawings. Even when you win, you're put right back in. Wow. We do the drawings live on Facebook. If you want to tune in and watch those, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. We're, we're able to raise a lot of money for the firefighters, and we're able to give, give away a lot of really good prizes and it might be romantic and it might be romantic (laughs) (laughs) especially if you're a winner (laughs) oh boy all right so if you just turn the radio on larry whalen is in modernarms.com brown station location joe gilbert is in from action action tactical and uh, sheree tolson rice state representative on board with us this morning uh the democrats had their debate uh I'm sorry. I don't know. I watched some of that. I don't know what he's laughing at, Brian. Is it the thousand dollar giveaway, or is I have it no idea, or is it Robert Francis O'Rourke? Robert Francis Robert Fra- Beto. Oh, Robert man. Francis O'Rourke. All right. So we're going to find out what he said. Get your uh, take on all that and a whole bunch more. 
Your calls are welcome, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. Welcome. It is uh, 20 minutes after the hour. Larry Wayland is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And Cherie tolson Reich is with us. At the Hallsville location. At the Hallsville location. <laughs> <laughs> Catch her at Poppies for lunch. <laughs> Joe Gilbert is on board from Action Tactical. You know, I'm up at your website here, and you got a blog, and it's you do a video. you got a... a now, right. it, it, isn't that kind of like giving away the goods? It's not, because what you read on the Internet and what you see on TV is not a substitute for the in-depth real training and actually performing the functions, right? So we've got a lot of mechanical skills. But a lot of people can't take the classes, whether there's work conflicts, time, whatever it is. So every Tuesday and Thursday, we publish a video. Right now, we're talking about legal principles that are required to make an effective claim of self-defense. So on Tuesday and Thursday mornings, if you go to the blog, you'll see a TV episode. And the last one was on deadly force versus non-deadly force. You know, do you know the difference? So poking you with a baseball bat and you shoot me, um, you're liable to be in trouble because that's much different than me swinging that bat at you. So bat in hand, well, different well, context. But what if I think this is leading to you... Um Whacking me in the side of the head. Well, with the you, you need to be able to articulate why you thought that, right? So there is a lot involved in deadly versus non-deadly. See, the police can use a higher level of force than what's being used against them because they have a duty to apprehend. So if the police use force level X, they can use X plus one because they have to apprehend you. We can't. All right, we have no duty to apprehend. All we can do is use the same amount of force that they use on us. What would be the maximum information you would give law enforcement until your attorney arrived? Because I assume. One of the first things you'd want to do is have your attorney there. Right. You Really, there's five things we teach people to say uh, and to tell them. We want to first identify ourselves and not our name. They don't care what our name is, but we want them to know we're the one that called. We're the victim. And then we want to set the scene. You know, this person tried to murder me. We don't say kill. You know, words are powerful. So this person tried to murder me. Then we point out the evidence, point out the witnesses, tell them we're willing to sign a complaint. And that we understand how important it is. You'll have my full cooperation when my attorney arrives. And that's it. So now they've got the evidence. They've got the witnesses. They know what's unfolded. And you don't say any more. Yeah, you do not want to go into any great detail until your attorney gets there. Because you can say the most innocuous thing. And it, it, thinking that you're defending you know, uh, yourself. And it gets twisted. Yeah. You make a mistake yeah. and you're in trouble. Right. And not only that, it, when they look, if there's video, and there's video everywhere now, if you say they were eight feet from you, when, you know, when we have that epinephrine, norepinephrine dump, that big adrenaline dump, we end up with certain physiological responses. So when we have the tunnel vision and we look, a tachypsychia is one where things seem to happen in slow motion because our brain processes so quickly. So when someone, we say they had a four-inch knife or they were three feet from us or eight feet from us, and then video shows they were 18 feet from us. Now we lied, right? If we start, the police, the first person on scene starts asking questions. They're not asking them in chronological order. The police officer that arrives is asking them as they pop into his mind, right? So now when all this is transcribed and then your statement is in conflict, it looks like you're a liar. So we don't want to say anything. We don't want to give any details. These are, these are the things that, that innocent people do, and, it, and we're on the, the child side of the parent-child equation. We want to... We want to want make to please. them happy, right? Yeah, we, we want, want to please yeah. them. Right? Yeah. We just have to learn to keep our mouths shut, you know, tell them what they need to know, and then be quiet. You have the right to remain silent. That's right. Use it. A lot of convictions are, are garnered from what people say at the scene. Yeah. Uh, if you watch the Democrats' debate, and I, I usually I do, but 
the one before this was like seven hours long. Uh, my life's too short for that. And then this one was three hours long. Oh, God. It seemed like party. It seemed like seven hours too. But uh, but Robert Francis O'Rourke has Robert decided. Francis. Yeah, the Beto thing is nonsense. That's not his name. It's Robert Francis. Isn't that cultural appropriation? Isn't yeah. that a violation if you're if you're a not if you're a progressive? If you're a progressive, it's okay. Okay, it's okay. I, I, I must it. say he's wearing a Chinese yeah. dress. Okay, yeah. yeah, I get it. So, well, and he might identify that way just to get the trans vote. But <laughs> <laughs> in any case, he he's decided that he is uh, going to you know, put his anchor on gun control. Wow! And so, in the midst of the debate, here is what he said. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, us conspiracy theorists, pro-2A supporters, have said for a number of years, um, the left wants to take your firearms. No, no, they just want reasonable... Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. Right, right. Let no. me bring up a character from a week... <laughs> No, we don't want to take your gun. We, <laughs> we merely want to have common sense laws. Right. You, the, the left, the anti-gunner, the anti-gun agenda is to disarm the American public. They, there is nothing that, that gets in their agenda's way greater than the Second Amendment. And the more erosion that they can do, the, the, the quicker they can erode that, the quicker they can remove the Second Amendment as an individual right, the the faster they can move forward their socialist agenda and it, it unfolded uh, with the debate i mean he finally came out and said what all of them are thinking we want yeah, hell yes we are going to take your ar15 i like how he says we because i'm pretty sure robert uh, francis isn't isn't going to be doing that uh he'll send himself yeah he's not going to go knock on your door yeah so yeah the the we is that socialist we that that is going to impose their will and and it, it's it, it's it's liberty not socialism man i i do not want to live in a socialist america and it's it's we have to be proactive to prevent that from happening because everything from the left right now is absolute outright socialism we f we sent american warriors to fight socialism in communist countries around the world and they have died giving their life to defend democracy and freedom and liberty and bring that into oppressed people and somehow in this next election we're going to be voting whether or not we want socialism i hate it gary it's driving me crazy i don't doubt how it. is it that, wanna, that this is allowed in america i want to ask sheree something here because um you know we had the two shootings at walmart and then we had that other guy down in texas and uh who started shooting willy-nilly going up the road right and it seems to me that the general public, who are not as engaged as we are, are beginning to think we got to do something. Well, and you can see that that's an every weekend occurrence in Chicago, you know. Yeah. That, but you don't hear about that in the media. You know, and, and number one, I'm against red flag laws. Uh, I think there, there's too many reasons that that's a bad thing. You also have to understand we're the only country in the world that has a Second Amendment. And I think our founding fathers put that in the Constitution for a reason. You know, that, that's our, our right, our, I, what I would say, uh, unenalienable right, if I can say the word. But um, we need to be able to defend ourselves. Uh, I agree with that. But I, 
Do you get, you know, I don't know if you get the kinds of responses at the state level that federal uh, uh, representatives do, but are there people calling you up now saying, you got to do something, we've got to do something, we've got to pass some kind of law? Well, there's been an outcry in the St. Louis area. There's been too many children lately. Um, any any one child being being killed is too many. And, of course, they're crying for, um, you know, gun control and passing a city or county more strict gun control laws. But uh, I think the legislature, it, it would not be in favor of that. We're, you know, we're looking at things to see what we can do to help. But, but it just goes back to so many factors. And if well, you, you and take we, guns away from, um, you know, if you, you outlaw guns, then only outlaws will have guns. And how are we going to defend ourselves? Let me ask uh, Joe a question here. Uh, St. Louis has an incredibly high murder rate per capita. Uh, they have the right to own and bear arms. Uh, we've got uh, open carry if you're not a criminal or a criminal history. We've got concealed carry. And we always argue, as, as John Lott did, more guns, less crime. Why is St. Louis... Do you have any idea why St. Louis is experiencing the kinds, and, and Kansas City, too, to a certain extent, uh, that they are? Well, I believe it's a, a social issue. It's not a legal issue. We have, uh, anytime we have a, a large urban population with a liberal government that's in control that um, kind of forgives and makes excuses for behaviors, then we see this type of activity flourish um, whether it's gang related uh, drug related whatever it's um it's prevalent in in high risk areas it doesn't mean we're not at risk just because we don't deal with drugs and because we live in a nice neighborhood doesn't mean we're not at risk but they are much more at risk just because of the the cultural environment i'm curious about what you know what it is about that environment what is it you know we're saying uh, the progressives control you know <clears throat> nine out of ten uh, of the biggest cities in the in the country and all these crimes going on. Is there something about just living in that area, or is there something about the leadership in that area? We'll kind of kick that around in the next segment. And a uh, monologue I did yesterday at the close of the program. We'll chat about that as well. All coming up on Gary on Guns, 93.9 The Eagle. And it is 35 minutes after the hour. Joe Gilbert is on board this morning from Action Tactical. And uh, Cherie Tolson-Rice, state representative on board. And then uh, from Modern Arms... At the Brown Station location. Larry Wayland is in. Good morning. Uh, good morning. So, um, you know what? Here's the problem with doing this show. What's that? That the conversations during the break are as fascinating as they are on the air, even more so because you can say things that you can't say on the air. And then I suddenly realized, where, the, where was I? Well, <laughs> yeah, we have to remember. Because I was going to come back and ask uh, a question. We were talking about uh, the increased shootings and uh one of the things that um that was said was that it's 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 not the guns uh it, but if you look at these urban areas it's either all these people living together and that close proximity is problematic in causing the violence or the leadership in those cities is causing the problem and i'm not sure which one makes more sense maybe both of them well, that's the, it's the combination. So what you end up with, uh, you decide you want a new car. What do you do? You save a little bit. You work a little harder. So the people have become dependent, and they receive money for food, money for housing. They've got all these subsidies, and they want something more. They don't have the education. They don't have the, the uh, peers that, that um, think this way, right? The only way that they can have more 
is, well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and sell drugs, or I'm going to rob and steal. You know, there's a point that you just made that the light bulb kind of went off. Mostly, it is the urban areas where you have welfare recipients. Mm -hmm. And where you have welfare, you have fathers out of the house. The whole system is designed in such a way, and I don't think they, they intended this, but the way the system is designed, the father has to be out of the house for them to collect. And the net result is kids being raised without fathers. And there are studies all over the place that indicate when you're raised without a father, uh, you're more likely to use drugs, more likely to violate crimes, more likely not to go to school. So it may, it may actually kind of be coming down at the federal level with the welfare programs. And I think if you look at the uh, data, a lot of these mass shootings, there was no father in the picture. Um, they were raised like by a single mother. So, it, again, it goes back to, like Joe said, the social issues. And, uh, you know, nobody, there's no two-parent families anymore. And, and they, no one goes to church uh, a lot of times. They just have no value for human life. You know, something occurred to me this week, and this is a, a tangential thing. But with, with all of the, the talk about uh, taking, taking firearms away from civilians, um, I, I remembered that, that the Columbia College has an e-sports e team. Yeah. So I, I, I looked into that. I, I said, you know, what, what are the popular e-sports? So a lot of the popular e-sports are first-person shooter games. So kids can get scholarships to go to college to play first-person shooter video games. And again, devaluing human life, how many times digitally have, have people playing video games shot people at close range with high-powered rifles, simulated violence? And it desensitizes people to real violence. And I don't know, it just seems absurd that, that, that schools have, uh, that higher education has such a strong stance against anybody exercising a constitutional right of, of carrying on their campus Yet they actually sponsor teams to play digital simulated violent games as part of their esports network. It's not all of the games they play, but most of the games are combat style games, whether it's highly fictionalized with animals with tails or whether it's people in modern battle dress uniforms. And, and I don't know, it, it just it, it almost appalled me as I was looking yesterday on YouTube, looking at the video snaps of the games that were played, the top games played by esports teams at the college level. So, again, that, that's way tangential to your question, but it's certainly something on my mind. How can we have such a double standard that we, we'll let you play simulated violence all day long, but if you actually want to get trained and learn to use a real firearm, well, that, that's, that's over the line. That's crazy. Well, kind of attached to that, Joe, uh, the U.S. military <clears throat> was using video games and still is, if I'm not mistaken to get uh, soldiers prepared mentally to shoot at people because it's not really a natural act. That's not really no. a natural act, no. <laughs> and if you think, if you go back to like what Larry said, the, the attitudes have evolved back 20 years ago, 15 years ago, when, when the public was first made aware that the police officers were, uh, certain law enforcement agencies were using human targets instead of, you know, something with circles and a number. Mm -hmm. They were appalled. Why, they're shooting at mothers yeah human children. silhouettes oh, yeah, yeah. Tell right? them the story about because <clears throat> i was at uh, uh target masters uh and i was uh shooting and somebody had complained to you about the black silhouette oh, right yeah that's uh <clears throat> that was racist 
And then we had there's because paint, the, because the target was painted black. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> you're shooting at a black silhouette, and then there's a there's a bright pink target that they have hanging over there, and um, and that one is uh, homophobic because it's uh, the rainbow colors. So. <laughs> Man, Man, it is so easy to be offended if you're a liberal. That is amazing. You can't make it up. (laughs) Let me go to the phones. Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. I'm enjoying the show. I I don't want to change the subject, but I wanted to ask a couple of quick questions real quick. I was was listening last week, and and Megan finally talked me into it. I went out to the Black Rifle. Sorry, guys. And and bought one of those uh, Radical, what is it, an RF-15 off the rack. I was wondering, two quick questions if you could answer what are my sighting options on it? Because I'm just looking down the barrel. I don't really ever fire a weapon until I know it like the back of my hand. I won't put a live round All right, in let it. Me, let me just stop you for a second. You said it, it's an AR-15? Yeah, one oh, of those okay. radicals. Yeah, yeah, radicals. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, boy, well say hi to Beto when he stops by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, you know a lot of times the, the a very cost-effective way to get into a sighting system on a, on a flat-top AR-15 is just with a flip-up iron sight. Uh, Magpul sells the MBUS flip-up sights. Costs you about 90 bucks for the front and the rear total, and you'll have a good sighting mechanism that, you know, routinely you can use that out to engage targets out to 600 yards with young eyes. Um, I like having an optical sight. Um, you know, you can buy a, um, a red dot style sight to set on top of the receiver, and they'll start in the $120 range to get a good one. So you don't have to spend a lot of money to, to uh, get that gun equipped with some sights and get out to the range. Yeah, swing back and see Megan or come by, you know, one of the other shops and, you know, uh, happy to visit with you about it. No worries. Well, one more quick question. I heard you mention Valley. Do they allow non-members? Where can somebody just go to, to test fire? Uh, Green Valley is a membership-only club um, with the exclusion of their of their events, of their of their um, uh, competitions. Yes, yeah. 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 So you can go and spectate, but um, the, the free public ranges administered by the Conservation Department, uh, Rocky Fork Wildlife Area is the closest one, Whetstone over in Callaway County, um, you know Rudolph Bennett up north. They prorate their membership. They so do. if and he wanted to join today... You only pay for the, the rest of the year. Which would be uh, 100 bucks yeah, or something. $230 is the annual annual dues, so you'd pay half of that and, and a $25 initiation fee. You actually pay fee. less than right. that because it's... it's as far along as it is. Yeah. And I got to tell you. And uh, gvshoot.com to, to look at that information if, you, if you're interested. You do need to be an NRA member. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be a, a yeah, member I, of a I'm terrorist organization. My, I got my CCW permit, but I'm not an NRA member. So um, so the only the best option for me was that first one you mentioned. What was it? Rocky Fork. Uh, Rocky it's Fork. out by Finger Lake State Park yeah. on 63 North. Okay. Thanks a lot for the information, guys. All right, Mike. Thank you. Enjoy glad that to, new rifle. Glad to have you and carry on guns. You know, we were talking earlier about uh, unconstitutional laws, and, and you said just change the law, but you have to obey it. So I just want to know if you really believe that, and somehow uh, the Democrats managed to pass a, a law that says we're going to confiscate your AR-15. You'd follow the law. If, if they had the guts to bring it to a vote in the, in the legislature, why wouldn't I follow the law? Okay? Because 
we we lost the bump stock, which is a piece of crap product. I'm I'm not a, a pleader for that, but they did that through an extra constitutional. A bureaucrat was told change the change the word, change the definition, make this illegal, and that's not how you make laws. So that is completely no. out of the realm. So if they saying- have the guts to bring it to a vote in the House and the Senate, and the president duly elected in the United States uh, signs that into law, yeah, I'm going to be a law-abiding citizen. Really? I am. Wow. What would I say on the microphone, Gary? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's all right. And the so, Oscar goes to Larry yeah. from Modern Arms. So I, I think I've made my point uh, on that one. 874 <laughs> What am I going to say on the radio? 874 Toll free 800 Five two nine five five seven two. Gary on Guns ninety three nine. The Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is fifty five oh fifty minutes after the hour. Joe Gilbert is in from Action Tactical, and uh, if you go on the World Wide Web, it's actiontac.com. He's got a class coming up that is just for women. Um, and uh, if it gets to be uh, dark out and the muzzle flash, and it's just women, then it's romantic. Yeah, it's even romantic for guys. Yeah, warm muzzle and bright flash. I love it. That's why we carry them so close to our body. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Good good thing Cherie is here because that keeps me from going any further. Cherie Tolson right? <laughs> is on board. You guys are out of control. I'm going to have to get you all to calm down a little bit. <laughs> Larry Whalen is on board from Modern Art. At the Brown Station location. You bet you. Or he's got a rifle raffle going a on. Rifle raffle. And uh, it will support uh, the fire department. Yep. Columbia Professional Firefighters, Local 1055. Tickets are $50, but that puts you in every weekly drawing, all 52 of them, starting in January 2020 and uh, running throughout that year. Every other week, we're giving away a gun. 26 guns, 26 non-guns. $50 ticket puts you in every drawing. So I could win a gun uh, one week, and my, my ticket goes back in the hopper and Correct. maybe a month later or two months later i could win another gun or, yeah, or, or some another, other yeah another non-gun prize absolutely last year uh we did have one of our uh one of our winners win twice had, had one double up wow wow Ooh. yeah that's a out, of, a, out of about that 650 is. entries that's that's pretty good odds huh? that's pretty cool some pretty neat stuff uh so that's what's going on at modern arms rifle we, raffle <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on at modern arms rifle raffle I'll try this. Okay, go. Let me try it one more time. Say it one more time. Never mind. (laughs) Ground station location. (laughs) (laughs) Rifle raffle. So we've been been talking about Robert Francis, a.k.a. Beto O'Rourke, in his statement about... Lighten up, Francis. Yeah, about uh, the... uh, We're going to take your AK-47, your AR-15. The difference between him and the other Democrats, uh, like Bernie Sanders and the other Democrats, is... They're being honest about where they want to go. Uh, I think the uh, any Democrat that uh, denies they want socialism and that sort of thing, uh, they're just doing that for political, uh, uh, so they can fool the, the people who are independent and in the middle. They are all socialists. They all want expanded socialism. Uh, and, and I think they all want gun control. But he went on to attack uh, the ammunition itself. And... Uh, Brian, do we have the entire uh, uh, O'Rourke thing with? Because he says some very interesting things. I want to, especially, I especially want to hear what uh, uh, Joe and Larry have to say about this. 
And that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. I want to say this. I'm listening to the people of this country. The day after I proposed doing that, I went to a gun show in Conway, Arkansas, to meet with those who are selling AR-15s and AK-47s and those who are buying those weapons. And you might be surprised there was some common ground there. Folks who said, I would willingly give that up, cut it to pieces. I don't need this weapon to hunt, to defend myself. It is a weapon of war. So let's do the right thing, but let's bring everyone in America into the conversation. Republicans, Democrats, gun owners, and non-gun owners alike. Now, there's a little bit just before that. Uh, where you started, where he starts talking about the rounds, the ammunition. Um, so, but, but but what he said there, he started out with, he blamed the gun. Right. While these people were being shot by that AR-15, completely absolving the shooter of his ill-intentioned, evil act of a human to kill other people with this tool. He was focused on the hardware and not the criminal activity. They want to they want to coddle criminals like crazy. They want to let them out of prison. They they do not want to hold criminals accountable for their actions. So, they want to criminalize the ownership of hardware and that is unconstitutional. By the same logic then, shouldn't we hold the cheesecake factories forks accountable for making people fat? Absolutely. Because that's the same argument. Well, how many people die of obesity every year from eating ho ho Hostess Twinkies, yet Walmart's still selling those? They don't want to <laughs> stop selling the Ho-Hos. Then we can ban knives also. Yeah. Well, that yeah, like they're doing in London. Yes. They're literally trying to get people to turn in their steak knives uh, in exchange for, like, butter knives because... Well, when you can't afford steak because of the socialist... Socialist government, you know, yeah, you, you don't, don't need, need that anyway. to, to scoop rice in your mouth well, off the FEMA truck. Yeah, but they have the FEMA And that so socialist dental care they got, they can't chew meat anyway. That's they right. Gotta, they've got to have a knife. Let's check with some Venezuelans. I think it'll work out just fine. You can eat the dirt. You'll be okay. Yeah, but, you know, it, and it's they're so naive. It's like, well, nobody would take a butter knife and sharpen it. <laughs> Gary, that would be absurd. Just the naivete of these people. But I am afraid that the Republicans, particularly at the federal level, I don't have to worry about Cherie, uh, but I, I, I do worry about a lot of Republicans saying at the federal level, you know, if we want to maintain the Senate, keep the White House, maybe even uh, 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 increase our, our numbers in the House, maybe we should come up with some kind of law. No, we don't need to do something. We just have to do something. That's the mantra. We just have to do something. We just have to pass a law. That's not going to do anything. We've got laws that go unenforced. We've got laws that go unenforced at the city, the state, the federal, all levels. We've got laws that are on the books that could hold criminals accountable for their criminal actions, but we don't want to do that because he didn't mean to do it. He was a good kid. Yeah, a good start would be to start prosecuting the felons that are denied under 4473. I've got a st I've been selling guns in this community since 2008 and th through management of, of another company and, and through through Modern Arms, I've got a file more than 3 or 4 inches thick of denied applications to buy a gun. I've got a valid ID. I've got a copy of that ID. 
that we do at the store over and above the form. I've got a signed statement from the criminal saying all of his answers are true and correct. The top paragraph on that form, 4473, that says um, potential imprisonment of 10 years and or a $250,000 fine for perjury on this document. I have their current address. I have a videotape of them signing the form. And I'm guessing none of them have been prosecuted because I don't held a single nope. subpoena in, in holding place for any one of those original documents. They are not serious about controlling criminal activity. They're, con they're serious about controlling law-abiding citizens, and disarming us is the only way they can do it. Well, you know, a lot of times those NICS checks turn out to be wrong. And oh, they are eligible. It's true. And, I mean, it, it's a computerized database. It could absolutely be wrought with errors. And um, we've got one customer fighting through an appeal right now that is absolutely as clean as the, the wind-driven snow, but has, an, has a denial. I'm going to grab a phone call or two here. Chris, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Please stop giving them ideas. I like cheesecake. <laughs> I, I do love that cheesecake. They took my soda pop away, or at least tried, but I like cheesecake. Stop giving them ideas. I, I'm going to quote Gary, because you're too stupid <laughs> to stop eating and drinking soda. Yeah. Right. Bye -bye. Thanks, Chris. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Last caller of the day. <laughs> I'm picking on his cheesecake. Well, then I'll go after KFC for their sporks. How's that? <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity annoyer. I'll go after all of them. Uh, in the studio right now, several firearms brought in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And uh, one in particular that I'm drooling over, though, they're all nice. Uh, that one. Oh, so you keep handing it to me because you know it's my weakness, and you think I'm going to give you my credit card. Win, come see me. Christmas is coming. I'm really... Oh, wait a minute. Christmas is coming. Yeah, she could sure buy that. She could buy that for you as a gift yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. That would be awesome. Our birthday it be, present. It would fit in a stocking. You know, and it would be, uh, you know, just uh, because it was her birthday. Yeah. Uh, and I just bought her a new lawnmower. Oh, good. Uh, so oh, this, that was nice. Right. Get her a snowblower, and then she'll for sure have to get you a gun. Yeah, yeah well, we had we had a, uh, a battery-powered uh, lawnmower, but it wasn't... Uh, uh, it well, what kind of greedy are you? Well, it was it was a good deal, but the problem was uh, she wasn't getting enough exercise. So, <laughs> so I got rid of that one, and I got her a push mower with a circular Now, plane. you surely sit in the backyard, drink iced tea, and supervise, don't you? Well, no, I stay in the house. Okay, little, good. It's air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Larry. <laughs> but I do bring her a nice tea if she's doing a good job. Okay, if she's doing a good job. Yeah, so, yeah, you absolutely so deserve a, a nice gun. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just hoping I get the right end of it. <laughs> 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 You're listening to Carry On Guns, 93.9 The Eagle.